our favorite thing to do anytime. We could do this three, 365, you know, every day, every second of the day. We're talking quarterbacks, all right? Talking quarterbacks. Everybody loves talking quarterbacks. Hell, Colin Coward has made a show just talking about quarterbacks all the time, and that's what we're going to do right here, windailysports.com. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. My guest, my co-host on Monday and Wednesdays, Tony Cotillo. Follow him at tcotillo23. And we're going over the best stacks and quarterbacks to get for week one of DFS this Sunday. But uh, Tony, quarterbacks, man, it's uh, it's the, the best thing to talk about. It's the most wonderful time of the year when I get to talk about quarterbacks. Yeah, listen to your most wonderful. You just sound like a Hallmark commercial. I am, dude, I, am, I, I get all mushy when it comes to NFL. I'm basically just a Hallmark commercial. Uh, during that's football. all right. That's all right. You don't look like a Hallmark channel, but that's okay. It's all good. No, no, I, no. I, I, I'll give you I have that. a younger yeah, sister, so I've, I've, I've watched enough of it. Oh, me too. I'm married. Don't forget that. So uh, l- l- let's let's talk about these quarterbacks because I, I one thing I want to throw out there before we even get a quarterback play, just so everybody knows, it's week one. All right. So, I mean, to say you have sleepers in week one, it's really non-existent. This is where you just start who you roll with, who you drafted as your guys. Right. And in DFS, you start with the guys who obviously are going to give you points and you look at the matchup. We're going to look at numbers, obviously. But I'm intrigued just by these top guys because I'm picking Josh Allen to be an MVP candidate this year. And I want to see, is this going to be the same Josh Allen that we've seen last year and even better? Uh, So, and again, Patrick Mahomes. And one of the most intriguing things, John, is Aaron Rodgers. Because do we think he's going to be able to throw 48 and 5 again? It's very hard for me to believe that he'll have such an elite season back to back. Yeah. No, then that's definitely fair because, I mean, he could have a good season, but again, it's having these elite seasons. Not even Tom Brady does it all the time. You know, Peyton Manning didn't do it all the time. It's really hard to have the types of years that only like guys like Rodgers can have and and Brady. You know, it's really hard to do that and do it over and over again. So, yeah, I, I certainly I, I agree with you there. And week one, you know, it's kind of figuring out because we can go back and, and talk about, you know, last year's defenses and last year's matchups, but it's figuring out, all right, what defenses did get better? What defenses did get worse? You know, so I, I look at a game, you know, maybe like the Patriots because Mac Jones, I bet you is not really that high priced on, on, you know, either DraftKings or FanDuel. So you can get a good price on it, but it's just whether or not you think that turnover capital that the, the Dolphins were working with last season makes its way into this season, you know, and that's going to be just some of the harder things. So what, I guess early on, what are defenses that you feel comfortable attacking? Because that's that's right away, you know, what we have to look at here. Because, you know, it's like you just said, it's not really worth going into, well, you got to put in Aaron Rodgers because he's going to put up 48 touchdowns. No, we'll see at the beginning of the season what it's like. But what matchups are you attacking? What defenses do you feel comfortable attacking? Well, I think right off the bat, you have to go all in on anybody who plays the Houston Texans, right? I yep. think, all right, I I think that's kind of yeah. right. And, and again, week one matchup, Trevor Lawrence, who who's been listen. There's been a lot of good and bad reviews of Trevor Lawrence. So if any week that he could prove the skeptics wrong, it's going to be this week against the Texans. Now, what I will tell you, John, is on the flip side is you also want to attack the Jacksonville Jaguars, who their defense is horrendous. And a sneaky play, Tyrod Taylor, 
for 5,300 going up against Jacksonville. Again, I think it's going to be a sloppy game, a lot of points uh, put out through the air. So, again, these are the kind of values you've got to look at for DraftKings. Yeah, Tyron Taylor's that's one that is intriguing to me because you are going to get some some rushing ability and you are going to get possibly a touchdown or two rushing in the end zone as well. So, you know, there are kind of those those avenues for more points and against the really bad Jacksonville defense. It's one that, again, I think could improve, but I'm not confident week one that they're going to make any kind of huge improvement. Uh, it's it's more of a long term. I think Jacksonville can be okay. But right now, yeah, I like Tyrod Taylor to me is a really interesting one. And you know, at least what I want to start with is some of the high end players because you know Patrick Mahomes is taking on Cleveland. That's a pretty tough defense. Josh Allen's going up against Pittsburgh. I know Pittsburgh's secondary isn't really the same, so it's uh, that's one we maybe could attack. But just out of all the high end quarterbacks, which one are you going with that you feel good about? I think. The easy one for me, and I think everybody else, is Kyler Murray against Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. 7,600, uh, you know, honestly, I think he's the highest-priced quarterback. Uh, at, you know, no, actually, Patrick Mahomes is an 8,100, oh, but – Right, but but again, you're going to get a lot of. You said it earlier, running ability, and when you're playing DFS, it, it is very integral to be able to get a guy who's going to do it all, because the points come in bunches. And that offense, it's fifty fifty. But the one thing that's not fifty fifty is Kyler Murray. We all know what he's going to give us, right? So you're right, seventy six hundred. One of those. I'm I'm listen, John. I'm still going Josh Allen because the Pittsburgh Steelers couldn't stop me last year. Okay. Yeah, it's and not the he, same Pittsburgh team. Right. Defense, at least. It, yeah. Exactly. It's not the same team. And you're 7,400, which I think is a very, very modest number when we're talking about the, the MVP, in my opinion, of this year. Um, he has done nothing but excel over the last three years and in year four. That receiving core is unbelievable in Buffalo. It really is. I don't even think people are talking enough about it. You know, Stephon Diggs having the year that he had last year, we all know who knows what Cole Beasley is going to be able to, you know, not be on COVID lists all year. But you bring Emmanuel Sanders, who's another veteran, uh, Chris Route runner, Gabby Davis, Gabrielle Davis, who for my money is a sleeper he's, of the NFL. He's going to be the number two. If he's yep. not the number two receiver by the end of the season, I'll be shocked. I'll be I completely agree with you. And, and the thing is, in season long, nobody was drafting him. Right? I nobody drafting, was, I was drafting him right? a lot. I know. Yeah, it's, you're right. It is. It's crazy. And they also have a guy. I know we're not, but a guy, Isaiah McKenzie, who can do a lot of trickery when it comes to the offense. But, yeah, if you're a high-priced quarterbacks, getting back to them, 100%. Josh Allen, I, I will definitely go all in. And I'll tell you, on the other side of that Arizona game, as long as he COVID recovered, Ryan Tannehill, for my money, could be a really, really good week one option. Yeah, Tannehill, because that, yeah, that Arizona defense not any good either. I think again, there's some, there's some pieces I like there. Uh, I think Isaiah Simmons going to be even better in year number two. I just think Arizona had no idea how to actually use a talent like that, and it showed because they really were figuring out by the middle of the season. Uh, yeah, we don't know what to do, but they were just finally just starting to put him on the field and just say do something, and he was fantastic. Buda Baker's good, but yeah, they have they have a problem at cornerback this year. A big problem at defensive back. So Tannehill, I like that a lot. Uh, we do have a lot of guys here in the chat. And thanks for joining us here. WindailySports.com, all sponsored by the Sharp app. Our guy, Adam, Jay Bryant, Jovan, our guy there. Uh, Jovan 
uh, over at DraftKings and uh, does some stuff with the gamblers. Well, Tyrod Taylor, Brandon Cook stack. That would be a, a low rostered. Uh, that would be, yeah, that would be one uh, that would really, you know, if you do get that, it would be a lot different. And then Ivan agree that Allen is MVP this season. So uh, Joni Jigsaw Cotilla, you got people people behind you on that one. No, I want to. You know what? What I want to bring up. And this is, of course, appropriate because we're two Philly guys. You know, Jalen Hurts, I I have questions about. And I, I think it's fair to either say that you really like him or that you don't because, look, he's been pretty much – he was split in the middle last year and until we see it this year. We have no idea. But, I mean, that Atlanta defense is so bad. <laughs> Would it be worth – because Jalen Hurts was at least able to put up numbers last year, even if you know his performances were a little uneven. He still put up a, a lot of yardage and ran the ball a lot. I mean, it gets Atlanta at sixty four hundred over on DraftKings. Like, it, that's got to be somewhat in play, right? That's a uh, terrible defense. One hundred percent. If if there was a week, especially when you look at the next three games of the Philadelphia Eagles, if there was a week for you to be all in on Jalen Hurts, this is this absolutely the week. This is it. Uh, and you talk about those three sandwich games, John. We all know New Orleans, Arizona, and Dallas. You know, he goes twenty three, forty two, twenty eight. And that's DraftKings points respectively. So that's a really good haul, okay, at his number. Now, I think DraftKings knows a little something because I think his his number is a little higher than people may have thought it was going to be um, at 6,400. So I, I thought it would have been probably 6,000, maybe even like 5,900, you know, kind of in that same line as I, I wouldn't say Jared Goff, but maybe like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or even a Joe Barrow. I wasn't expecting it to be this high. Uh, but I'll tell you what, against Atlanta, like you said, they can't stop anybody. They didn't do anything in the offseason to rectify that. Nothing. Um, they focused more on offense than they did on defense. So I, I see this definitely as a Jalen Hurts party or coming out party because, John, one thing I know you'll agree on, even though you may not be all in on the skill set like I am, but the adversity and the professionalism and the maturity oh, – yeah of that guy is I think he's going to come out to prove a little chip chip on his shoulder in week one. Yeah. And look this game, I think Matt Ryan's going to be able to put up a few points. I know the Eagles defense is good, but as we talk about all the time with Ridley, you know, Kyle Pitts, you know, there are a little bit, a, a couple of mismatches there. And I think Kyle Pitts is going to be really tough to stop, but I, I think it, it, again, everything kind of leads to, I think Jalen hurts could put up, you know, a, a, some big numbers in week one. And this defense is terrible. Like this, this Atlanta, Falcons defense if you're concerned about okay it's a rookie coach on the road you know he hasn't Jalen Hurts hasn't had too much time to work with these receivers because Jalen Rager is still new Devontae Smith his first game of his NFL career you know there's a lot of newness but the thing is like it's I think it's it's all worth the risk I guess so to say because the reward is you're playing against Atlanta's defense and if they do even okay that that means pretty much almost 30 points for this Eagles offense and likely a close to 300 yard game passing for Jalen Hurts with you know 60 70 yards rushing that, that's how bad Atlanta's defense is that those numbers are absolutely attainable and I can get that kind of high ceiling at 6400 to me just screams absolutely now going into the stacks that that one would be a little bit tougher just because I don't know yet and we didn't see anything in preseason you know we all we know is a little bit of training camp who actually is going to be the guys like I know we could probably do a little mini stack of Hertz, Sanders, and Smith. But even so, I just I would want to hold back a little bit just because I don't know exactly how Sirianna's offense is going to shake out. It might be a lot of two tight ends on the field a lot. And so it might be more Goddard and Hertz than we're even, you know, 
thinking about. But that one's a little bit stay away just because we don't know how the targets are going to be spread around. What are some stacks that you like, though, heading into this week? You know, I again, I don't know the price value or the price point of what you're going to pay, you know, because it's going to be pretty high. Uh, but one high one is, is I'm going to go back to Tennessee. Well, I'm talking yeah. Tannehill, Henry, and A.J. Brown. I mean, could uh, you I, just stack that game singularly? Like, just, I mean, take any, as many of the players in that game as you can. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. That's and that's the thing, it, and and they're high though. That's the problem. You know, you're going to pay seven plus for Derrick Henry. You're going to play seven plus for AJ Brown, but you're going to get Ryan Tannehill at a feasible number, fifty-eight to sixty thousand. So it comes down. Now, I will give you. I'm going to give you a secret sneaky stack. We're going to go right back to the Houston Texans, and I, again, I like these value stacks. Not one of these guys. It's not going to be Brandon Cooks. Not even on my list. Tyrod Taylor, number one, and then pair him up with Philip Lindsay and Nico Collins. Now, again, nice. it's and I guarantee you, right, that if that hits, you will win your contest because nobody, nobody, John, is going to have that stack. No. Uh, definitely not, and I I want to stay with that game too because I think you you have a potential to stack uh, Jacksonville uh, with yep. Trevor Lawrence. Put him in there. Take one of uh, Jones or Chark. I think I'm leaning a little bit more Jones for Week One because I know Chark's been dealing with a few injuries heading into this season, so I'm leaning more Jones Week One. And James Robinson, you know, James Robinson, he is he is almost an automatic play for this yes. week, right? Because you know he's priced at 6400 and he is going to be the lead back by an absolute mile. So I think uh you know a Jacksonville stack but the same thing it's it's sort of along the same lines as Houston because that's a stack that's probably not going to be used too much. It's probably right. going to be a little bit underpriced and there's a big reward at the end of it. So I think that that game is sneaky because everybody I think what we were talking about is going to go Arizona, Tennessee, and just basically try and attack that game as much as they can. But I think you actually have a lot more, uh, a, a lot more ways to make things fit, a lot more flexibility, and you maybe don't get guys that are highly rostered in this Jacksonville and Houston game. So I'm, I'm with you since we both like Houston and Jacksonville. That this game is is probably a good one that you can you can find some good stacks with, and uh, I think a lot of great options all over. I agree. But listen, thirty two points per game. That's what that's what the Texans defense gave oh. up against opposing running backs last year in fantasy. So oh, James Robinson's a must, isn't he? <laughs> and, right. and don't forget, you mentioned Chark and Jones, but don't leave my boy Lavisca Chenault out. I'm yes. telling you. I yeah. love Chenault, man. I love him. 5,000. Yeah. 5,000. I'll tell you, 6,400, 5,000, and I, I have to look up what Trevor Lawrence is, but that could be a really, really good play. Trevor it, Lawrence know, is 6,200. Uh, he's sandwiched between Kirk Cousins at 6,300 and Ben Roethlisberger at 6,100. Yeah, out of both of those. you know, Kirk Cousins is a little bit intriguing because it's Cincinnati, yep. uh, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, I, I know you know for sure they're going to have to be able to, to throw the ball in this game to win. He's drafted number one overall for a reason. But yeah, I, I like LaVisca. Marvin Jones, though, it surprises me that he's 3,600. Yes. He he's way, way underpriced in this it's one. Great. And I think it's that's going to change. Yeah, so I mean, to me, if you want to do a little stack of Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson, and Marvin Jones, and I think if you want to fit LaVisca Chenault in there, you can and swap, swap out him for Marvin Jones. Uh, but I think that's a great start, uh, honestly. So, 
I, I, what what are the games that we are avoiding though? And we could talk about this because we didn't talk about the the quarterback situation. I think at least for week one, uh, you know, I know Justin Herbert could be a little bit tempting at sixty seven hundred even against the defense, but just you'll have plenty of opportunities to get Justin Herbert and plenty of opportunities to where he's going to put up a ton of points. Just maybe stay away from him this week. It's just it's not worth it. I no, I agree. And, and here's the funny part: Justin Herbert is my starting quarterback in my season long teams, probably 90% of them. It's all yep. Justin Herbert, right? So obviously I'm not benching Justin Herbert, but we're talking DFS. And from that standpoint, yes, pick your matchups. Another guy, I'm not touching Joe Barrow in week one. Okay. Uh, number one, Minnesota. I know their defense is not very good, but I need to see Joe Barrow be able to play and produce before I start to hitch my wagon to my DFS train to Joe Barrow. So that that's that's a game for me that I'm staying away from. Like I said, 5,700 for Joe Barrow. I, I must, I'd rather pay Ryan Fitzpatrick at 5,500 than go with Joe Barrow at 5,700 only because I don't know what he's going to give you. Um, and then you mentioned Ben Roethlisberger. Or he was sandwiched between with, with Trevor Lawrence. 6,100, I'm staying away from that game too yeah. uh, from the Pittsburgh side because Buffalo has a really good defense. We already know that. And what we seen out of Pittsburgh last week, last year was not very good. And we have to see if they're able, and I know Ben was hurt most of the year, but we have to see if they can rebuild that confidence in that offensive side of the ball. So until I see that, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on those two teams. Yeah, I I definitely am. Ben Roethlisberger, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I know I'm probably not going to do Joe Burrow was the, the best call because that's one that you could, almost in the Jalen Hurd sense, like, okay, yeah, there's a little bit of risk here, but it's the Atlanta Falcons defense. Minnesota's defense, I think, improved slightly. It's horrible. It's it's downright terrible. And especially their secondary. And they can't get any pass rush. But the problem is, you're right. I I don't know. Jalen Hurts isn't coming off a major injury. It's just that, you know, I'm not sure of the quality we're going to get of him. But, again, worth the risk because it's Atlanta. And even bad quarterbacks are, you know, elite against Atlanta. This is different, though. This is Joe Burrow needing to come back from a major knee injury. And he needs to actually get comfortable. You know, that's that's something that, you know, other quarterbacks don't have to deal with. Jalen Hurts doesn't have to deal with. That there's way too much risk in that, at least for me. That it's I don't care if it's an, a, an advantageous matchup. You want to go against Minnesota and attack their defense. It's not worth it. There's not much. The only player I'd like in this Cincinnati offense would probably be Joe Mixon. And then after that, maybe Tyler Boyd because uh, Joe Burrow is probably going to play a little bit safe and check down a lot and get the get rid of the ball quickly. But I, I I just think even Tyler Boyd I find a little bit of risk with because I just don't know how the passing offense is going to look, how sharp it's going to be week one. I thought that I think we're you're one hundred percent right on that. Another one because I heard I saw somebody say a Darnold Anderson stack, and I I like it to a certain degree, but I want to wait. This is another spot where you can just wait uh, because Joe Brady's offense is set up to have almost any quarterback succeed, but Sam Darnold was awful. You could put that responsibility on Adam Gase all you want. And does he deserve some responsibility for that? Absolutely. But Sam Darnold was, was bad, and he got into a lot of really bad habits. Does Joe Brady immediately fix all that week one? I know it's a Jets defense, but Robert Sala, I want to give a little bit of credit. I think he can improve that Jets defense. There is some talent there to work with. You know, I just I don't want to go too far 
in the Darnold Anderson stack and go too far in the Carolina just because that that's that's going to to need some fixing. Teddy Bridgewater didn't need to be fixed. You know, Teddy Bridgewater it was just, you know, what's his ceiling? You know, how great, how good of a quarterback can he be? And we saw in Joe Brady's offense, and he can make even a guy like Teddy Bridgewater outstanding. But I just don't know if that's going to happen immediately with Sam Darnold right away. I, I'm I'm very yep. concerned about that. I agree completely. I I, I listen, the, the best part about DFS is that you can change your team every week. So yeah. don't no there's no reason to do any kind of risk, especially in week one. Just like season long where you drape your studs in DFS, go with what you know, right? Because like you said, year to year, you I can't always go by last year because you could have a different team, could it be a different culture, could be a different perspective, right? So it's really hard to say, oh, well, last year they weren't really good. Okay, well, you never know. This year they could be good. You have to go by pure talent, right? Pure talent. Now, what I will say, John, is another – I know we're talking about teams that we're sticking against. I'm going to go with a team – for us, okay. Nice. Another another sneaky value sack of the Cleveland Browns going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, everybody's gonna say, Oh, you're crazy, you're crazy going into Kansas City. That listen, we watched games last year where Kansas City gave up a ton of points. They're currently ranked 30th against fantasy quarterbacks, 31st against fancy tight ends and 23rd against fancy running backs. So for my money, I look at these prices, John, I see a Baker Mayfield at 5,900 and then you don't, you bypass Nick Chubb and you see Kareem hunt at 5,500 and you see OBJ at 5,400. And then if you want to get really crazy, you can go tight end with a guy like Austin Hooper at 4,000 or David Njuka with 3,500. This is a team that's got a lot of potential. They really do. And I think this could be a really valuable stack. You stack three or four of those guys, and then you add in some really good studs in other games. If this hits, it's another way to win your league that week. Yeah, you know, I this is a good, maybe a good case study of like uh, good matchups like this, tough matchups. You know, people just tend to, I think, cognizantly like stay away from it because we want advantageous. We, we, we want ones where, you know, at least one side is really bad. And that, you know, the other the other unit on the on the end, the, you know, this offensive unit is going up one of the worst defenses. So we're going to attack this one. But I don't think you need to be scared away from this game if, for multiple reasons, because you're right. Kansas City's defense is just it's not good. Uh, at least it's it's not great and it's not going right. to shut down everybody. And this Cleveland offense is good enough that I think they can go into Kansas City and they could perform well. You know, I think. Uh, Kareem Hunt is a good one. I, I would like Kareem Hunt probably over Nick Chubb, at least in DFS for this week, because right. they're going to be they're going to have to pass the ball. This is going to be a higher scoring game, I think. But I think why everyone gets scared is oh, Kansas City, Cleveland, they're they're gonna butt heads, it's gonna be a clash. But as we know with Kansas City, they win a lot in September. And Patrick Mahomes is sharp in September. So there is a, there is a, a path here, I think, that this one does become a bit of a shootout. We could see both teams close to or if not in the 30s in this game. Patrick Mahomes' numbers in September are just absurd. 32 touchdowns, zero interceptions, I think, in the month of September throughout oh, his career, which is yeah. just absurd. And they don't lose games uh, in the month of September, too. But I think we can use that to our advantage, use those numbers, and use also the fact that this Kansas City defense is good I think I think Cleveland is in this game, uh, and they make this a very close one. And this could be, you know, if especially if you look at check the pro projected 
uh, ownership and and you know what players and games that uh, a lot of people are using for DFS. If there is low ownership and there's maybe a few guys that you know not everybody's targeting or nobody's targeting this game in general. I wouldn't be too scared from this one. I know there are probably other spots you want to go to, but again, if you see a spot where okay, I need to be a little bit different and I need to start getting some value, I think this is the game to do it because everybody's going to be completely bleeping scared off of well, it's Cleveland Kansas City, so we can't touch it. It's a good game, or it's two really good teams. I agree, one hundred percent. I because a lot of times we look at the professional level and not the fantasy level, right? We're yeah. we're trying to break down games. We're like, oh, I can't say Chiefs, no way, they're too good. We're talking about from a fantasy perspective. Doesn't mean the Chiefs aren't going to win. It just means there could right. be a lot of points scored that game, right? Which is well, we want another game, John. I know we're getting on personal time here, but how about San Francisco? Okay, going into the Motor City in Detroit, who who they still stink. They haven't done anything, and the way that Kyle Shanahan has been formulating that offense out there in San Francisco, you got two receivers there in Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. I, now I I'm a big Ayuk fan. A fan. Yeah. I'm Ayuk over Samuel. I don't know how you feel. Uh, no, I, I'm Ayuk over Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. Ayuk's a special talent. Uh, oh, great. He's explosive. It really is. So you're you're looking at. And again, you you have Mostert. Now, everybody's on the Trey Sermon wagon, right? I think Trey Sermon's going to get some clock, but I don't think he's going to be good enough for you to be putting in your starting lineup. Not not one. day not day one. Right. You know, Raheem, Raheem Mostert, the only thing with him and, and why in season longs, it's like, ah, maybe you wait a little bit, there's risk. It's because of injury. He's coming in healthy. So I think there is a good opportunity for a stack here, even Jimmy Garoppolo, because Detroit, you know, it's looked at, you know, at least it's Dan Campbell, tough defense. No, they, this defense is flat out terrible. It's, yeah. it's a horrible, they, they have no pass rush. I don't even know who's in their secondary other than Jeffrey Okuda, and he didn't even look great last year in his rookie year. So, I, I mean, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, that could be another one, you know, take advantage of, of such a bad Detroit team where I, I think – yeah, you could see a team total of rushing yards of, of over 200, close to 300 yards for San Francisco. Yeah, no, you're right, and this is why this is why it's so much fun, John. This is why DFS is so much fun. You could put in five yeah. lineups. Who knows? Have some fun with it. You know, let, let's make some money. Let let's win some some points here. Win some stacks. Have some fun with it, man. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I I love it. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking some week one DFS. So that is it. Uh, WindyLeagueSports.com. Uh, again, all these live streams are sponsored by the Sharp app. Download the Sharp app. Uh, great stuff over there. Tony, you even have a few things going over at the Sharp app, right? Tell us about that. Since yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to brag a little bit. I got the, yeah, the, the first do. show on the Sharp app to bang out like five, 600 views that nobody's yeah. talking about, right? Can you, can uh, come on, Can you man. help me out here? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know you had that kind of bump. Jeez. Yeah, man, let's go, man. The alternative edge every Friday at noon. Okay, Love that's when it, it premieres. Yeah. We take a little bit of sports betting and a little bit of DFS pulling together, and we just talk props. We talk about how basically the fantasy value makes the prop market go up and down. They're looking at each other, right? So we're going to analyze both positions. So last week we did a lot of season long props. And, and we looked at how the the uh, preseason projections affected the, the week one props. Yeah. And this week, we're just going to go all in the week one, 100%. So, again, Fridays at 12, and then on the weekends, Saturday and Sundays, 12, uh, I say 9 o'clock, but whenever Jigsaw decides to get his butt out of bed. But uh, <laughs> could be 10, who knows, could be 9.30, but fancy firebox every Saturday and Sunday as well. Saturday, we're going to be talking fancy. Sunday, we're talking fancy. So we got fancy going all day. 
all weekend long, John James. Here we do. So go to the Sharp app. All you got to do is sharp.app. Learn more about it, but available on Google Play, available on the App Store for Apple. So check it all out. Go to your whatever app store you go to, download the Sharp app. And uh, yeah, you can see Tony there giving you some good plays and props too. I like the props market for the NFL. That's always great. Fun, so man. check out Alternative okay. Edge. Uh, but that is it for us. WindailySports.com. Make sure to subscribe. Gold membership. We're still having our NFL offer. If you put in the promo code NFL2021 when you sign up, you can get $100 off a six-month gold membership. So a $299 value down to $199. NFL 2021, you get all the gold membership stuff that we have the offer. That means the Discord chat. That means all the tools. Uh, I just saw one here. That's amazing. The NFL uh, team totals tool. And it's adjusted totals that our guy Sticks Picks has put together. Too. It's fantastic. Check it out. It's awesome stuff. And it tells you, you know, adjusted to what we think they're going to put up in their adjusted score for that week. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's an incredible app. So, uh, incredible tool. So, go check it out. WindailySports.com. Sign up for that. Also, make sure to subscribe right here on the YouTube channel, Windaily Sports. And we'll be back tomorrow helping you set up. Oh, Tony. We're setting up a showdown lineup. We're actually talking about a game tomorrow. A game. We're actually talking. We're setting up a lineup and and putting it in and watching it. It's amazing. I cannot wait. And we're doing that all tomorrow. Yeah, I I know. See, I get that. Tony's going to be listening tomorrow. Who's going we tomorrow, Stoby? Stoby. We're going to be setting up a showdown tomorrow. That'll be 5 o'clock right here. WindailySports.com.